Hey guys and welcome to this crumb brought to you by us at the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Didi, who we sent out a couple of weeks ago actually, uh, to a talk at the Guild Hall, which was titled Workforce of the Future, Evolution of the Workplace. This was put together as part of the Darwin Festival and was supposed to be released a couple of weeks ago, but amongst a few uh, personal problems and scheduling problems we've had to hold this audio back and to be released uh, today <clears throat> so apologies there for the lateness of this but it is fantastic nonetheless the whole idea of this talk was to um, to encourage businesses to to adapt uh, with modern day changes to to be able to to move forward and uh, Dee did a fantastic job this was, was her first event on her own to go to the first um, solo interviews and I think she did a fantastic job so thank you so much Dee, Dee for that and she got some really good interviews actually she spoke to uh, John O'Brien and she also spoke to Paul Lindley from uh, Ella's Kitchen which was a great catch so well done for that I think you're going to enjoy this audio this episode is brought to you by our sponsors at Gin Different um, they have a great bar at the top of the market hall um, they offer a wide array of gins, um, especially those obscure bottles that are hard to find in the supermarkets. Make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Once again, thank you so much to, to Didi. Um, great job. And I'm going to leave you in her capable hands. So I hope you enjoy the audio. Take it away, Didi. Peace out. It's Dee here. I'm just standing outside the Shrewsbury University at Guildhall. I'm here tonight to, well basically, it's kind of like um, an event, because obviously we've all got Darwin all on this week, and this one is called The Workforce of the Future, The Evolution of the Workplace. So it's quite quite an interesting one. I had a quick look at um, some bits and pieces about it before I arrived. Um, as this was thrown on me last minute, may I say thank you, Al. <laughs> um, but it says here, uh, this is what it says on their website. Uh, we are living through a fundamental transition in where we work. Uh, join us in a discussion panel to discuss the evolution of business. Now, this is something that really does fascinate me. Um, the evolution of business. I'm actually fourth generation in a business at the moment. So watching that grow as the years go by, I actually find something very, very fascinating about this evening. Um, I'm not sure how many people I'm going to get the chance to speak to, um, but we'll see how the evening goes. Hi, it's Dee again. I've been fortunate um, enough to pull aside John O'Brien. Do you want to say how you've been involved tonight? Well, thank you. Yes, I was asked by the university if I could help them with the evolution of the workplace. I was part of the Darwin Festival. Um, I happen to know a lot of people in business. Uh, I've worked in the interface between business society, and I was uh, very pleased to be able to support them by bringing some of the speakers in. And you've done a fantastic job of it. You did mention how you're a very proud Shropshire lad with the whole strong in the arm, thick in the head, as I like to think of it. How proud are you, are you of your town? Oh, I am, absolutely. I may, I may have a strangely non-Shropshire surname, but I grew up here in, I, I grew up in Wellington and the surrounding yeah. areas. When I left school, 
I worked for a few years before joining the county regiment, so I went into the army for 10 years, but my home's always been here. Uh, My girlfriend, who became my wife, is here, and this has been our home for the last 25 years. And what does Shrewsbury mean to you? Well, Shrewsbury is not only just a home, it's actually the fact that there's so much going on. I mean, I say that in the basis that it's still a town that you feel you can get your arms around. It's not too big. It's not a city. You know, there is a scale that is still human about it in that sort of way. I may not know the names of people, but I'm Mm -hmm. on nodding acquaintance with a lot of people, shopkeepers and things like that. So you feel a part of a town, part of a community. I think it is like that, especially because we live so close to Telford and Telford is so very different from ourselves. It's like here's somewhere that you know that you, you can near enough walk anywhere here yes. within, within, within reason, obviously. Well, quite. I mean, I, I grew up in Wellington. Yes. And so just as Telford was emerging, really, yeah. and I have to say, although Telford is nice in many ways, I'm afraid it's not what I knew growing up in a small market town where that community sense was there. But that's definitely something that we have in Shrewsbury. And what was your favourite part about tonight? Well, I always enjoy listening to the people, uh, not just on the panel, but also the questions yeah, that you get from yeah. the floor, because we had a great audience. We probably had 100 people from business and charities, and, and the questions are really a thought-provoking. So I always like to think, what have I learned today? And I've certainly learned something tonight. Because there has been some very interesting people here. There was uh, um, the lady who started off the cups yes. in town, with yeah, the helping... Shrewsbury yeah, the Shrewsbury Cups, that was fantastic. Um, but thank you so much, and for speaking to me. No, it's a pleasure. And thank you've you been for, brilliant. Thank you. No, it's great. Well, I do this for a living. <laughs> I've been lucky enough to pull aside the keynote speaker for the night, which is Paul Lindley. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about what you've done this, oh, this evening? Sorry. Well, my name is Paul Lindley. I'm an entrepreneur. I founded Ella's Kitchen, um, but I'm also happy in an employee. I'm an investor and I'm a board member of different companies. So I've got a, a very rounded 30-year experience of business. Tonight, um, we talked about business, but we talked about it in the context of the Darwin Festival and how evolution in business um, yes. is like pe- the evolution in species and the evolution of human beings. Um, and really looking at businesses, my, my talk was really around business is nothing more than a group of people. Um, we, we, we're people with a share certificate and that sort of business is um, and we should act like people and we should bring more humanity into business but the best businesses for the future um, are the ones that can best adapt to the changing environment Definitely. of the yes. future and my points were those businesses will be the ones that encourage innovation um, uh, and uh, have a culture that evolves to suit the needs of the people that work for them buy from them and invest with them I did notice when you were talking, a lot of people were drawn in to what you had to say. And it was, the word culture was mentioned a lot. What does this mean for people who don't understand? I think it really boils down to, if you have a business, you will only make money if you have a sense of why you're in business and everyone understands that and, and how it improves their lives. So if you, if you have a purpose within your business... Yeah. Sorry, what was your question? <laughs> what was your question? I said culture, culture, culture. It was culture. culture. Sorry, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I'll that's come fine. Um, let me just start there again. You can scrub that. Uh, so, what does culture mean in business? Right. Okay. I just think many people think business is just around making profit. 
we have to make profit to create prosperity to improve people's lives and, uh, and yeah. reward the risk that we've taken. We do that best when we have happy people working with us, people that trust what they're doing yes. and why they're working, mm -hmm. which is more than the salary, the decent salary that they should be getting, but the salary that they're getting. Mm -hmm. They want to be rewarded in being connected to people. Their ideas matter. They're learning stuff. They've got the autonomy to make mistakes. All of those sort of things are built into culture. You can't legislate for culture. You can't say no. it's in the company handbook, therefore that's the culture. Mm -hmm. It's got to evolve. But the fundamental thing is, if you own a business, you want your people to be happy at oh, business. Yeah. When they're happy yeah. at business, they'll think about their job when they're working the dog at the weekend, or when they're having a shower in the morning yeah. or whatever, and they'll talk to their colleagues and they'll work problems oh. out mm -hmm. and they'll bring ideas to the business, rather than if they're unhappy, they're going to do the minimum amount, they're going to take leave and on you, the you dock. And you see it all the time. And you see it all the time. Yeah. And I just yeah. don't get it with those companies that yeah. do that. Pay your people decently, help them feel loved, help them feel they're going to leave a legacy in the business, help them feel as though they're going to learn, feel and then you'll, get, you'll make more profits. It? Yeah, it's all about people being appreciated for the work they put in, isn't it? And also the other thing is, is that you said business doesn't exist. Don't explain what that is. Well, people talk about business as though it's a thing. Well, it's, it's people. It's people who, someone who has an idea for a business and they'll sit down with other people who they want to invest or work for the business. They're people. And that person is, with the idea has got to persuade the others that it's, um, it's something that overlaps with their passion, their appetite for risk, uh, it can improve their lives and others and that we can make some money out of it at the same time. So it, all a business is is a collection of people trying to do some, some aligned thing with the same sort of risk. And if you think about it like that, the values that we have in the rest of our lives um, should be brought into business so you know when we're passionate or when we're kind outside of life why not bring that into business so that you know if I win and you lose and I've done a great deal is a thing of the past I should be able to win and you should be able to win because we've created some something together um, and I've given you a decent return for your contribution to that I've taken the bigger risk and I'll get a bigger return but not a, an obscene return <laughs> brilliant thank you so much and what are your three top points for anyone who couldn't make it tonight because obviously tonight was sold out so what are your three top points I know you did say them earlier but Right. So today, tonight was, so tonight was all around the future of business. Yes. I think the future of business is fundamentally human. If you put the context of business is about human beings, human beings are the only animals that can imagine something that doesn't exist to make it exist. Definitely. So the future of business and the best business is about innovation. Mm -hmm. So I'd say innovate, be prepared to yeah. make mistakes. It's not yeah. going to work first time. Work out what you can learn from that. Drop them if they're always going to be a mistake. Yeah. Adapt them if they're not. Um, secondly, it's about culture. You'll get the most out of people if you make them want to be at work and yeah. want to think about work. And the third thing is about trust. Fundamentally human again, but we've got to trust each other within a business and between yeah. businesses, and we should do everything that we can to, to we'll sell more, and everyone will be have better products and services if we um, trust um, uh, the things that we're buying and the things that we're making and things that we're investing in. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Paul. I think you've really shine a light on everything that's happened tonight. And in a sense, I think a lot of people need to hear a bit more about what you've got to say, because I come from um, a background, fourth generation family business. So I've seen the business grow. And obviously, when you've got certain people get stuck in their ways. And I think that's a lot of things that people struggle with. Is it being stuck in the ways yes. and not understanding yes. where they need to go? Well, I think all of us as human beings, as people in this country, have got much more power than we think we have. We've got yeah. power in the workplace, mm. because if you want to pay me badly I'll do the minimum amount yes. I can tell you pay me yeah. a little bit more or not even pay me more let me have my ideas heard and I will be so much definitely, better definitely. and the other thing that came out of today from my point of view was that 
businesses aren't this silo in our society. Businesses are there to create prosperity for our society. Mm -hmm. And everyone that works in business um, isn't a business person only. Yeah. They, they, they're family members and they, they vote are, yeah. and they support charities and they're passionate yeah. about other things. And we should think about all of that in the round when, when we're thinking about what the purpose of business is and how, that, how ethically they should operate in society. Not just for the short-term profit that you might be able to make, what's the impact on the long-term society of which we're all invested in as well. Brilliant, thank you so much. And what are you doing with yourself now? What is your day-to-day? I do too many things, <laughs> but I enjoy being busy. Yeah. Um, I chair a number of organizations, some businesses, some social enterprises, some um, charities. Yeah. Um, I guess the biggest thing I'm doing at the moment is um, just created last year a competition called Just Imagine If, yeah. which is for entrepreneurs yeah. who have an idea that will make the world a better place, ad addressing one of the su yeah. sustainable development goals from the UN, with a business model behind it. How can we find those ideas and make them a reality by partnering with universities mm -hmm. around the country um, to uh, get their expertise and their research and their knowledge uh, to help brilliant ideas that will make the world a better place and make money become realities? Just Imagine If people should apply next year <laughs> and how can people find out more about that uh, justimagineif.co.uk uh, literally yesterday we chose the finalists for this this year um, and uh, there's some amazing ideas some very simple ideas some very complicated ones around um, uh, improving the world through innovation and through business and um, making money using that prosperity and those ideas that come from the uh, from from uh, the new the new work that's being done um, to improve people's lives brilliant thank you so much paul i hope you enjoy the rest of your evening thank you thank you, thank you. So I've just had to come outside as it was getting very loud in there and very warm, but it was definitely a sold out event. Absolutely fantastic atmosphere. Absolutely fantastic speakers and panel members. Um, some of the other people that I didn't get to the chance to speak to, but I will mention is Katie Holbrook. Now she is the founder and CEO of Turtle Doves in town. Um, her, everyone knows Turtle Doves. If you don't, it's um, not far from the library. Um, but she actually started on a stall in the market hall um, and it all came from the idea of some cashmere fingerless gloves and she talked a lot about circle economy so all about um, recycling and reusing things and it's absolutely fantastic um, but definitely go and check out over at the turtle does i'm really really gutted again didn't get a chance to speak to her but it got very loud <laughs> very quickly and the other person is um, mark walton he's a ceo of sensi um, and he was he, someone that when he talks, you get very drawn into. And he, um, let me get this right. I tried to take notes while going along. Um, he talked a lot about a good working environment. And I think this is very important. This is something that I do feel um, gets overseen. And a lot of people, we were asked at one point to put your hands up, whether you feel you have ever been in a job that you didn't enjoy. And it's about 50% of the room, maybe over 50% of the room have all put their hands up saying they've been in a job that they don't enjoy. And tonight uh, there was a lot of talk about, um, there's a lot of people there who were employers and there's a lot of talk about how to treat your employees and how they should be treated like family members. And he also talked about, and this is Mark Walton, he also mentioned about the living wage, um, sorry, the living wage and minimum wage and how um, so many companies now pay their employees minimum wage um, but he does the minimum living wage um, and it just shows it just shows value and everything like that sorry I've just run outside <laughs> but absolutely fantastic
There was a lot of pointers. I certain things I wrote down tonight that were um, said a lot by the panel members that I thought I'd just uh, explain to you a lot as I, I sadly couldn't get pull anyone else aside. Um, but there was one, there was a few things that were said and one of them was next generation expectations. Um, and th that, that really fascinated me. There's also expectation setting, um, circle economy, which I think is going to be a very, very big one. And also uh, work to live or live to work. And also creating that legacy and leading with intent. Some very interesting speakers tonight. And if you were lucky enough to be there, then fantastic. If you want, then make sure you find out who these people are because I, I, I'm blown away. I am blown away, everyone. But thank you so much. And thank you to Alex for letting me loose on my first ever <laughs> time. And I haven't dropped your mic, don't worry. But thank you, guys.